Almost every American family knows the pain when a loved one is diagnosed with a serious illness. Here tonight is a special man, beloved by millions of Americans, who just received a stage four advanced cancer diagnosis. This is not good news, but what is good news is that he is the greatest fighter and winner that you will ever meet. Rush Limbaugh, thank you for your decades of tireless devotion to our country. Rush clearly completely caught off guard when President Trump announced that he was giving him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the nation's highest civilian honor. Rush clearly had no idea that was happening. Uh, he must not have, although I'd heard it earlier. So You did? Yeah. He, although not, I didn't know he was giving it to him there. That sure didn't appear to be acting, the look on his face. Yeah, well, maybe he was busy traveling. He was wide-eyed and uh, holy crap. Also, the announcing he would receive it is something. The actual having Melania pin it on him, well, well however that's affixed, and she seemed to be struggling with it for quite some time. But um, actually awarding it to him there and then was uh, crazy. Uh, was Trump supposed to say stage four? Because Rush himself said late stage. Yeah. Or advanced. He said advanced lung cancer. And yeah. Was, uh, he hadn't announced that himself. That was struck Tr- me, too. Was Trump know. supposed to let that out of the bag? If 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 that is the case, then Rush has definitely been told he's got months to live. That would be a heck of a thing. Well, likely. I mean, some people... What are the percentages? I don't it's like know. Like 1% with lung live cancer? A, live a, with stage 4 lung cancer live a year. Wow. Like 1%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, take the politics out of it for those of you who hate Rush Limbaugh. Um, just as a human being... If you, you know, all of a sudden got this diagnosis and you're, you know, you're really, you're really making some calculations in your mind about life and what it meant and what it means now and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then to have that come your way out of nowhere would just be mind blowing. Um, And that's what it looked like on Russia's face if you didn't see it. Uh, there was a guy who's dealing with the biggest problems you ever deal with in your life or with with the biggest questions of life right now. And being told by the President of the United States that, hey, you didn't waste your time on all that, by the way. Right, right. And the reaction from lefties was predictable, including people texting me. Um. (laughs) So, mentioned last hour, the Washington Post went with the headline, Rush Limbaugh gets the same award that Rosa Parks and Mother Teresa got. Right. Very fair. And, And I saw a lot of commentary last night. This cheapens the award. It makes it meaningless for people going forward. Um, it's, 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 it makes it meaningless for Rush Limbaugh because now that Rush Limbaugh can get it, it doesn't mean much for him. Right. Uh, um, so we went to the list of, uh, awards that they've given out over the years and there's a lot of people that have gotten this, um, actors, Kirk Douglas, James Cagney, James Stewart, Gregory Peck. Well, come on years. now. I got the list in front of me. Doris Day, the great American, Meryl Streep. Well, Robert Redford, Robert De Niro. Tom Hanks. Love Tom Hanks. Well, but right. but the, the point is they're not all Mother Teresa or Rosa Parks. Yes. That's the point. Yes. Elvis it, got one. It very much seems I've to be... I've got two, and I don't even know where they are. Elvis. People yes. the president likes. That's what right. it seems to be. Yeah, yeah which is or fine. widely admired. I, I, I'm not saying Elvis Presley shouldn't have gotten one posthumously from Donald Trump. It was a hell of an odd maneuver, but... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Tom Brokaw got one. Rush Limbaugh's got one. They're in the same category. Bill Cosby's got one. He should have to give his back. Julia Child got one. I mean, come on. Bill Cosby. Who? who uh, see, this, this would fit in beautifully with the uh, Washington Post in that it is the truth that misleads. Um, who, where's uh, Bill Cosby? Was he movies and theater? TV, or? I think. He was under rapists and murderers. Well, yeah, that's kind that of the my, category he was in. Kind of my point. Uh, I'm assuming it was uh, Obama gave Cosby? I think it was uh, W. Or was it W? Yeah. Okay. George W. gives Presidential Medal of Freedom to rapist. That's accurate. It's true. What does that mean? Nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's the, the truth that misleads. And the Washington Post is, you know, they're in the business of, of whipping folks up and getting folks to click. I get it. But still, that's so misleading. Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. That's fine. I'm not, you know, it doesn't make me mad. When yeah, I roll my eyes when I hear these outrage. DeGeneres. It's just it's too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't It's know. a fairly new thing, too. I mean, the first military person to get it was in 1972. Where's my? Where's me out? Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, listen, it's the game. It, it if if you're a, a truth seeker, or a fan of history, or somebody who wants to under, truly understand what's going on in the world, modern politics can be really frustrating and discouraging. You can't run a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup nation. Now that's very wisdom. good point. That's wisdom, and you have to keep that in mind <laughs> as you look at modern politics. With a sense of humor, yeah, and, and this is this. I am lecturing me, not you, okay. because this stuff makes me crazy. Joe's lecturing himself. Sounds like he's lecturing me. The, <laughs> the point of politics, and I'm paraphrasing my my hero H. L. Mencken here. The point of fo- politics is either to terrify or tempt the herd into running one direction or another, and generally the subtlety that they use. Is to to motivate you, the human herd, is roughly the same subtlety and lack of subtlety they use to frighten a, a gang of cows. They fire a gun or say, "Look, here's food," and and you run in one direction or run in the other, and you just Nancy Pelosi tearing up that speech last night. It was childish. It was idiotic. It was undignified. It was unprecedented. And all of her peeps said, "Yeah." Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I saw it up on the television. We were talking last hour about somebody uh, making the point that Trump is really good at uh, viral moments, knowing the way modern media works. Well, Nancy is, too, because that tearing up the speech, how many Trump haters forward that around to their friends that moment? Many. It was huge. Many. So that was a viral moment from uh, from Nancy's side. Right. Right. So don't mess with me. It's funny that because uh, I was studying her her uh, witch like face through the entire that was in wow. there wow. and childish and divisive. Wow, I apologize. A, that was not an olive branch. I'm not proud of that. It was like a sharp olive branch. You, yeah, jab somebody with. <laughs> you hand them the olive branch, then you turn it vertical. And, ah! <laughs> really? Stab them with the other end. Uh, My eye. I was watching her through the whole speech. And her eye rolling and her 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 you know flipping the speech around and I wish they put a they should put a mic on there so you could hear the size that'd be good. Uh, uh, <sighs> yeah, no. Well, I was thinking. <laughs> all right, they've got to they've got to stop having 
the Veep and the and the Speaker in back of the President. It's just too distracting. It's too ripe an opportunity for people to screw with the president behind and just put a backdrop back there. Anyway, but so I'm watching her and making her uh, her faces and rolling her eyes and sighing. And then at one point, weirdly, like an angry mom in church, looking up into her right, saying, quiet, you stop that up there. And given that, that clamp it uh, sign with her fingers, how, what would you say that? Zip it. Zip it. Close your mouth. For a long time. Was she saying that to other Democrats? Uh, the Democrats were on the right, so yeah, I suspect so, unless it was somebody in the gallery. Because I don't think they divide the gallery like that. Hmm. But it was it was very weird. But I was watching her thinking, you know, she's being a little obnoxious, but fairly restrained. And then at the end, she goes with the ripping up the speech maneuver. I mean, that was, that was, that was big. That was dramatic. It was ridiculous. Hmm. But it was dramatic. So, yeah, she created her own little viral moment. Where do you go from here, though? These things are usually, you know, you go step by step. I, well, there was also open chanting and derision yelled at the president last night um, I think from she, time to time. I think Speaker walking out or refusing to show up is yeah. the next step. Probably so. During a part of the speech, getting up and leaving. Or just saying from directly behind the president, that's not true. You know that's not true. And just arguing fact with the president. Check. Fact check. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a good one. I, the whole fact check thing has become so completely oh, laughable oh yeah. at this oh point. Yeah. I have oh a yeah. couple of examples for you. Okay, I want to hear Coming that. up from major, major outlets. Also, uh, somebody with a really good idea how the airlines need to handle people with cobs. We were just talking about that uh, last hour. Did Where you say coughs? Coughs? Yeah. <laughs> yes. How to handle uh, people with coughs. Yes. I um, get your words straight, Jack. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Biden, who finished fourth place oh, in Iowa. More divisiveness. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The makers of Peeps have announced they will be selling hot tamale flavored marshmallows this Easter season. And when he heard that, Jesus announced he's not coming back. <laughs> well, wow. It's a little sacrilegious, but wow. those do sound disgusting. <laughs> wow. So they still haven't figured it out in Iowa, so any benefit or not that could have come out of that whole cluster blank is over now anyway, so okay. it doesn't really make any difference. Well, they're still belaboring the numbers on various cable news outlets, but nobody watches them. That's why. Yeah. You ever been uh, relief appointed? You're half relieved and half disappointed. Relieve appointed. Yeah. yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, every day when the show ends. Oh boy. <laughs> um I I I had uh, jury duty this week. I was on jury duty and I got called in cuz you you check like every day to see mm-hmm. if they need you to come in. I I got called in yesterday afternoon, which was actually, you know, better cuz I could do the radio show and then go in and and do my and I mean this sincerely, sacred duty as, as a citizen of a free nation. Jury duty is a constitutional right, and I know it's inconvenient, and I know it's stressful, but don't get out of it. In the afternoon. And, and they're actually, depending on where you live, complete hard asses about not letting you get out of it anymore anyway. But 
Anyway, you were saying? And in the afternoon, you can go in with a couple of pops in you so you can concentrate better. Well, there's that. <laughs> uh, but what, th- what do they do to you if you don't show up or whatever? Because I have not shown up just out of floundering before in my life where I, I just don't call in or something. Again, it depends on your jurisdiction. But uh, What's the worst they can do? I, I jail you, I think. Eventually, they'll hold you in contempt. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they'll put out a warrant for you. And... Wow, that would suck. Yeah, it would. Well, go to jury duty. Hmm. Um, and, and there are a couple of reasons for that. Oh, the reason I was relief appointed was because... Uh, just uh, like an hour and a half before, I was I was literally getting ready to go, and I checked back on the little website. It's automated these days. It's pretty cool. And they said, nope, we don't need you after all, and your uh, obligation is full. So the fact that, or is fulfilled. So the fact that they had called me then said, never mind, evidently relieved me of the obligation. And I was a little relief appointed. Because, hey, it may not sound like it, but this gig keeps us pretty busy. Um, And I have a life and and family and the rest of it. Uh, But being on a jury is, uh, several times now, have been some of the most interesting experiences of my life. And I just find it just incredibly interesting in every aspect. So if you get called uh, for jury duty, do it. Uh, Oh, part of the reason is um, the sacred constitutional stuff. The other reason is... And I, I, I could only hint at this because I knew I was going to be in a jury room, perhaps with people listening to the radio show uh, yesterday, but then it turned out I didn't have to be, is there are idiots on every jury. I mean, serious, blanking idiots, people who do not have the capacity for rational thought. They're, they're like a- animals. I don't know. They're just they're either dumb or they're deluded or they're just so steeped by their prejudices they can't handle facts and it an is idiot. it is scary mr president it's it's literally scary that people are being judged their freedom their future their records by people who do not have the capacity for rational thought so i'm telling you my fellow americans if you do have the capacity for rational thought go and serve on a jury you might save somebody's life what about the stupid people listening we get texts and emails we have stupid people listening well you know the problem with that they don't know they're stupid. Yeah, exactly. And remember, they wouldn't have arrested them if they didn't do it. That's oh, all you need oh, to know oh, oh, when you show oh. up for jury duty. You're like a guy hoping for Whole Foods politics. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe you it. You can't really. run a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. That's a good point. <laughs> Whatever that means, Brian. <laughs> really is a good hey, point. Got, you know exactly what it means, Jack. We got this text. Can you look this up, Sean? Yeah. A guest of Nancy Pelosi's was removed from the gallery. She was probably shushing him. So somebody she invited was acting up. Maybe you could look in. There was one guy who was the father of uh, one of the victims of the Parkland, Florida high school shooting that began to bellowing and protesting and stuff, and he was dragged out. I know that. Um, but that was before she was giving the full-on oh. angry old school marm. Be quiet. Be quiet up there. I can hear you. Stop it. Somehow I ended up on the Twitter feed of that hog kid um, that got so much national An attention there for a while. Or? No, his last name is Hog. Oh, he David was Hogg. Right? Yeah, yes. and he was one of the kids that survived that horrifying Parkland oh, yeah. school shooting yeah, and everything terrible. like that. Yeah. He tweets out stuff that is so flippin' crazy. Oh, yeah. He's a nut job. Yeah. Politically speaking. Yeah. He's 18. Well, you know, well, that's fine. But yeah. That's fine. Don't hold him up as uh, the future of America, though, because he's a crazy person. I really need to get to the, the ridiculousness of fact-checking. We will do it, I promise, right after the break, and it is well worth staying tuned for. Um, but I'll tell you this. We got an angry email. We do every so often by somebody saying, um, essentially, how dare you 
make fun of, of Greta Thunberg okay. or what she stands for. She is a child. She has Asperger's syndrome, which my daughter has. Um, it, it, you know, uh, plus uh, OCD and some other problems. How dare you? No, listen. Listen. Number one, we don't make fun of her per se. You cannot use a child as your ideological weapon and then screech, you can't oppose them, they're a child. You can't criticize them, they're a child. You can't argue against them or say they're wrong or a fool, they're a child. Or you can't satire or parody parody them right? because they're a child. No, if you start using children as weapons, people will use then parody or mockery or whatever against your weapon. Don't use children if you don't like that, all right? This is all wrong. Two of the most popular articles in the New York Times this week that we'll have to talk about at some point because we're almost out of time. Have you seen The Joy of Cooking Naked, which has become so popular? I did. And I, what yeah. I really like is the picture, which is exactly what you expect whenever you hear about nude this or that. Three dudes and one woman in the kitchen cooking. Of course, it's mostly dudes. Dudes are always up for, who wants to get naked? Let's all get naked. How come there are no girls there? <laughs> there's one can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? One weird woman who wants to be around all the the, 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 the sausage factory there. The joy of cooking oh, naked. Hey, speaking of Greta Thunberg, did you see the uh, the video of Elizabeth Warren getting off her private jet then hiding behind a staffer? No! Across this might be the observation of the day. Nancy Pelosi figured out the Trump playbook that he's been working for years now. She tears up the speech, then everybody's talking about Nancy Pelosi tearing up the speech, and that is the dominant story. Oh, and not Trump's, to my mind, solid A to A plus rallying of his peeps, touting of accomplishments. I'm sorry, what did you say? I heard Nancy Pelosi tore up the speech at the end. Right. Right. Nailed it. That is exactly what it is. So took a page from Trump's book and and it worked and, it and worked beautifully. Um. Uh. So if that's the case now, everybody's got to one up each other so that she yes. tears up the. T- <laughs> then he drops his pants. And then she, I don't know, punches pants. Then he pulls off her wig. She, <laughs> you know, muscles his uh, unlikely haircut, hairdo. Yeah. So you're the story of the day. Yeah. 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 So you can't run a Whole Foods race in what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup Nation. Well, yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it, Brian. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> it's a little in the soup aisle weeds, but... <laughs> Listen, we've all caught on, haven't we, that now the idea of a fact check is... Oh. So idiotic. Exactly. It's so broken. It's so phony at this point. CNN may be, and this is a surprise to nobody, CNN is the absolute king of the phony fact check. All right, they're terrible. They're a joke. Of course, they're a joke in every regard. Um, But Nakedly Progressive Radio, NPR, they have a website as well, and they fact check the President's State of the Union address last night. And this is hilarious. It's now beyond parody. Uh, and I would like to thank alert listener Rick in, in Sunnyvale, California, for bringing this to our attention. Um, where do I start? I'll start with the first one. 
Fact check. Trump delivers State of Union to tense partisan Congress. And they start into the speech. Madam Speaker, the President of the United States... They fact checked his saying, Madam Speaker. <laughs> Wait a minute. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and dozens of House Democratic women wore white to Tuesday's State of the Union address because they wanted to show solidarity with the women's equality movement. On and on for another couple of paragraphs. Um, That's not fact-checking. You're just writing an article. All right, we'll move along. Jobs are... We're into the speech now. This is the speech proper. Jobs are booming. Incomes are soaring. Let's fact-check. Jobs are booming. Then they give a bunch of statistics that show jobs are booming. They've boomed at other times, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. But, okay, jobs are booming. Thank you. And then this is the one that Rick sent along that I thought was just brilliant. The president said, the unemployment rate for African Americans. Oh, they're going to stop there and just fact check that. Trump often talks about record low unemployment for blacks, but those numbers have not translated into strong political support for him from African Americans. Wow, that's a perfect example right there. You're just writing an editorial. You're just saying, yeah, that's true, but it doesn't matter. Okay, well, that's different than a fact check. Here's why he still sucks. That's not a fact check. Yeah, I, I ignore fact checks at this point. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it's but what's it is is it's the opposite of what it claims to be. That's the annoying part to me. So, well, by the way, it's worth pointing out. Just remember this. Know this. Your guy, the other guy, or gal. They let women be president now, in theory. Although they didn't do so well in Iowa. Should I say that? Liz, uh, Liz got the third place, right? So it's based on 70% of the results, yeah. Well, Iowans are so sexist, they'd rather have a gay fellow than a woman. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what that means. I will tell you this. What's the Campbell Soup world? You forget you that. You can't run a Whole Foods race, no. and what I insist is still a Campbell Soup nation. That's exactly right. You forget that at your own risk, Jack. But what I was about to say was, uh, what was I about to say? It seemed important. Oh, the president always gets way too much credit and way too much blame for the economy. It's just true. It's a huge talking point, but it's it's true. I will tell you this, though. You know what? I'm going there. Mm. President Obama presided over the recovery from a horrific collapse. So there had to be growth. The criticism was it was brutally slow, given the depth of the collapse. Donald J. inherited a much healthier economy, admittedly, and kept it growing at roughly the same rate, which is more difficult through deregulation, tax cuts, etc. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's possible that Pete Buttigieg won Iowa. Don't know yet. There aren't enough results in, but he's slightly ahead with 70% in. Which is kind of interesting given this story that's out today. Decades after his arrest for having sex with men, gay civil rights leader Bayard Rustin has been uh, given clemency by California Governor Gavin Newsom, along with many other um, records that are going to be cleared for people that got arrested for having sex with someone of the same sex. It was a, a, it was a crime. Yes. Yeah, another consenting adult. It was a crime in California at the time and still on uh, the record for a lot of people. And now... And that was in the 60s, because he, he was a major part of the, um, I don't know if he got arrested in the 50s or the 60s, but he was a major part of uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s whole thing. 
and uh, had to keep the whole gay stuff on the uh, the down low. Now you have Mayor Pete, who may have won Iowa, the very middle of the country, in a Democratic race as an openly gay man, which doesn't even come up as a conversation because it doesn't need to because who cares? It's an amazing change. So you had uh, the great Martin Luther King Jr. couldn't stop chasing tail, and this guy had no interest. Is there anybody who just kind of had a girlfriend? Or? Mm. I don't know. Um, and uh, this. Mac and, mac and cheese ice cream is a thing, and apparently it's terrible, <laughs> according to reviews. It doesn't sound good. Macaroni and <clears> cheese <throat> ice cream. I had some grocery store sushi yesterday that was pretty average. <sighs> sushi from the grocery store is just not that good. I keep trying it, but it's just, it's just not <sighs> that good. Well, I like sushi, and I haven't been to a sushi restaurant in like 10 years. And uh, Jack, I get the hunger for it, and I'm at the grocery store. So. In the words of Elton John slash Bernie Taupin, it's like trying to find gold in a silver mine, or, or, or in the words of uh, Brian Williams, it's, uh, you know. You can't run a Whole Foods race, and what I insist is still a Campbell's Soup nation. Yeah, you can't have, you know, uh, sushi chef tastes in a grocery store. <laughs> it's disgusting. But the fact that uh, the, 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 the good people of Iowa thought, you know what we'll do to try to calm this whole thing down, is we'll come out the day after our cluster blank yes. and give half of the results. Yes. And that'll make people think we're competent. Right. Wow. That'll, that's a better than nothing. Except it's not, really. It's, it's actually not worse. better than nothing it's at all. It's worse than nothing. Yes. Because you gave the impression that Mayor Pete lost and Biden finished a one and Biden finished fourth, which might not be true once you get all the results in. Right. So you misled people. Well, the only it's possible, literally useless. The only possible advantage you can get out of Iowa is 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 um, uh, imaginary momentum, and you're making it up based on numbers that don't exist. Mm-hmm. So it's actually worse than nothing. Yeah. It was a. Uh, yeah, so they're done. I saw so many tweets yesterday from heavyweights in the Democratic Party. Iowa will never happen again. It's over. So that that I'm telling you, that's dead, which is probably good for America. Mm. Move on to something else. We'll try something different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think we need to. We've discussed this before, just from the point of view of a political party, which is, you must never forget this, a private organization that can do what it wants. The Constitution says zero about political parties. They can nominate a hedgehog. Well, actually, not for president. you got to be human. Wait a minute. I know the Constitution says natural born, 35 years of age. Straight. I don't believe it says that. Oh, I didn't? A natural born citizen. Is that the phrase? And hedgehogs are not citizens. So, okay, yet. you cannot yet. Until Sean's movement, you know, bears fruit. Um, so, okay, you can't nominate a hedgehog. But the point is, they can do whatever they want. So, listen, and, 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 and I say this for a couple of different reasons. Number one, you have to understand, if they want to change the mechanics of how they do it, they want to go back to smoke-filled rooms or, or, or anything. or Foot races. I, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, trial by combat, I know is a, a, f- a favorite of positive Sean. <laughs> Um, or, and I kind of like this, five or six regional primaries where you have, you know, depending on the population, six to ten states voting. You know, the candidates really can't concentrate on those parts of the country for a few weeks, and then they vote, and you go from there and see how it goes, and maybe save a biggie for the last. So even if somebody wins three, that doesn't mean they got it. There are a number of systems, but this is not sacred. These are Political organizations trying to figure out the best way to cook up a nominee. 
So it could change. The other reason I rant about this is that these parties, these morally bankrupt, irresponsible, soaking with dishonesty political parties are not permanent. They have not always been. They do not always need to be. If you don't like them, go with another one. Invent a third one. Support a third one. Or, or you know, we both re-registered Libertarian partly as a gesture to remind the Republican Party of what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, th- this stuff is not permanent. If you don't like it, chuck it. So we can follow up on this story coming up. You got a couple who thought somebody mailed them some coronavirus, sent it to them in, a, in the mailbox, <laughs> uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, Trump's approval rating in Gallup, the highest of his entire presidency, which at 49%. Fact check! That's true. Fact check, that's true. You've got two presidents down a row who've been impeached and had the highest approval rating coming out of the impeachment of their entire presidency. Correct. Fact check, that is just plain true. Lowest disapproval numbers as well. That's amazing. Numbers on the economy, overwhelmingly positive. Surely we've decided that's a bad idea. It's like macaroni and cheese uh, ice cream. It's just not a good idea. Right. People aren't mailing around coronavirus. We'll explain that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Scared that it was the coronavirus. They called PD. PD called us. We brought the hazmat truck. Why would the box be sent to them? Who sent the box? Does it? Is it really from China? But it's very difficult to do. To send that across in a box. You're not mm-hmm. going to do it. it. Won't work. Very bright couple that thought an empty box from China was a box full of coronavirus. So they could have been alerted the authorities. Sensible there. precaution. Turned out it was not. We reason we played a little bit of. Was that Pink Houses? Whatever that was. Small That's Town. Small Town, yeah. From John Mellencamp, was he announced he's doing an ad for Michael Bloomberg. He believes that Bloomberg will take the fight directly to Trump. So he's got the aging Indiana rocker on his team. Michael Bloomberg upped his ad spending, doubled it yesterday in wake, wake of the Iowa debacle. So apparently he thought, it's like when the stock market's down, if you've got money, you jump in. Right. Um, he's thinking, oh, man, it's a mess. I got a better shot than I even thought I did. And Wide open. Chaos. Doubled his already astronomical spending. Does uh, does anybody take their cues, uh, political cues from John Mellencamp? No. No, he has a, a following in farm country because the whole farm aid thing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I love him as a songwriter and musician. The rest of it, but he's a nut. He's a well-known nut. The only news of that uh, story was the part about Bloomberg doubling his ad spending, which is uh, is something. Chaos is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder. And Campbell's soup is no Whole Foods. Huh? <laughs> you can't run a Whole Foods race and what I insist is still a Campbell's soup nation. Right? Who's he talking about there? Like Elizabeth Warren and Bloomberg? Uh, all I know is that it was in response to something that James Carville said. Okay. But yeah, I, I didn't watch the full clip for, for full context. I think it's better if we don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Is there a line about uh, the blind man and the black woman cooking up the Campbell soup? Well, like anything, you can't go to Whole Foods in a pink house. I think that's in the song. <laughs> I don't remember specifically. Mm. There are a couple of Seattle stories that have troubled me. One is actually, it's being sent around by Seattleites, um, the folks in the SeaTac area. It's the number five bus to Greenwood Shoreline, if you know the area. It's 4 o'clock Friday afternoon. 
There's a young man uh, passed out with a needle in his arm on the bus. Wow. And I, I, I look. Why at, do you drive cars and contribute to global warming? Take mass transit. Well, there's that, yeah. And But I looked at this young man, and you can only kind of see him. Um, he's behind a little partition, but his, his skin is, is pocked and scarred, and he's pale. His muscle tone has gone away. He, he looks like he's very sick, because he is. Um, and I see, uh, I see my son and his friends there. I see some of my friends' sons. I see guys I've played music with. I, I see a young man who is heading toward a grave in his 20s, and it makes me sad. And I see a city and a government and an entire political philosophy dedicated to the idea of we're going to make it as easy for him to stay a junkie as we possibly can. We will never correct his behavior if it goes overboard. If he's passed out, if he has drug paraphernalia in public, if he commits crimes, if he is an aggressive panhandler, if he's camping illegally, if he's crapping on the street, we will never do anything to say, you can't live like this anymore. We're going to make it as easy as possible for that young man who is somebody's little boy die. Or just uh, at the level of we'll make sure you have food and shelter, because that's what motivates has motivated people throughout history. You know, you're right. I shouldn't have skipped that. Yeah. I'm going to starve if I don't get my act together has been a damn fine motivator. Yeah. Yeah. So that, again, and and anybody who's lived a little or dealt with substance abuse or just has looked at the world around them understands there are times the most compassionate thing you can do is to say no, no more. It's It's an incredible act of courage and compassion to tell somebody, I'm not helping you die. God, I was on the phone with a friend last week for quite a while whose uh, who's, uh, kid has gone sideways with um, drugs and alcohol and hanging around with a bad crowd, and uh, they were going to cut cut them off. Oh, boy, that's a tough thing. Uh, tough uh, thing. Yeah, but with, with exactly the same premise, though. Yeah. Just as parents instead of the government of, we're not going to keep financing your lifestyle. Right. And hoping that that will lead to have to get your act together. It's hard to imagine why it would. Um, I understand how hard that is, though, because oh, you want to keep the, th- yeah. the threads of the family together. Well, and that and that reaching the point of, I'm going to get my act together, sometimes is you just don't survive it. it, it right. And in the best cases, it's hard to watch. And another story out of Freeattle, affordable housing shortages are such a problem that <clears throat> the uh, the unicorn-riding Seattle City Council is enacting various policies meant to alleviate the problem, but are aggravating it instead. Certainly the case where the City Council imposed a pair of ordinances aimed at restricting property owners' rights to choose their own tenants. Here's the story. So you invest all your hard-earned money on some rental property. You convince your spouse that, no, this will work, this is good, We maybe we can retire someday, blah, blah, blah. Two ordinances in question, they strip you of your right to decide who will occupy your property. The first-in-time rule requires you set, your, you set your rental criteria, and then you have to rent to the first person who walks in the door with an adequate application. Doesn't matter if they are a five-time rapist, if they've defrauded their last three landlords, or anything. 
And they point out in this piece, well, maybe you'd want to like really seek out a struggling family with kids and, and rent to them to help them, but they don't even let you do a do-good or thing like that. So, number one, yes, you must house that guy who, after he got out of prison, ripped off three landlords in a row. Second law prohibits the landlord from inquiring about or even considering the applicant's criminal history at all. And if you do, if you so much as hint at it, you could be hit with heavy, heavy fines. Bring you to your financial need. By the way, worth observing, the federal government, under Obama, under Bush, under Trump, under everybody, requires federal background checks for federally assisted housing for good reason. Criminal history bears directly on factors like reliability, creditworthiness, and safety. No way. And so you got a bunch of landlords trying to get out of the business or or sell or what have you, and it's like rent control cutting down on the supply. You know, you you overly compassionate unicorn riding types. I realize the world needs you in, in a way, but you don't get economics. You don't understand how it works. A woman wanted to change your vote after she found out Mayor Pete was gay. That's a viral video. We'll hit you oh. with that. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's nude pictures show up in his court case yesterday. Oh, my son's got his first cello concert tonight. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Fine arts. So, uh, the fine arts, exactly. That's what my family's known for. Right. The fine arts. 